0: Here we go. Welcome once again to another episode of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. Hey, uh, welcome. And today I want to talk about the topic of making mistakes in soccer and how that relates to not only development in general, but one of the things I think we're really, really lacking in American soccer, and that is decision-making and specifically creativity. First, coaches, coaches, coaches. And parents, please, 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 please constantly encourage your players to make mistakes. They need to be trying new things in practice all the time, every practice. They will not get better if they're afraid to make mistakes. Praise a mistake when it happens, if they're trying to do something new or do something creative. Don't punish it. It is amazing to me how difficult it is to get kids to try something new, whether it's a simple one-v-one move, such as a scissor or a heel pass or or whatever it may be. And the the reaction is always the same. They're afraid to make a mistake. Well, why, unless we as the adults have taught them to be afraid to make a mistake? How can we expect our players to improve their decision-making, to improve their creativity? Two of the most important things in, in being a successful soccer player, a successful soccer team, How can we expect them to to be dynamic and be creative if we don't give them an environment of freedom and support and encouragement with that creativity instead of making them one touch robots that are very, very predictable who play exactly where they're facing and make we go up and down the field in a very specific way because the coaches are saying, do this, do this, do that, do that, one, two, three, four, and there's no room for anything else. They can't be great. If they don't make mistakes and mess up a lot first, it has to be done, right? How's a player ever going to pull off a double step over or a cool little hero pass in a game if we don't even give them the freedom and support to know it's okay to mess it up? They have to understand that. And that has to come from us as coaches and parents. And I get it. Okay. I understand. I can go back to my, my current high school age um, girls back to when they were seven years old. And I can still remember the first time, you know, we played a 8v8 at the time, and so we played a 3-3-1. You know, I can remember the first time my left back made a great play out wide, didn't have anywhere to go up the line, so she turned back and played a backwards diagonal ball into the middle to my center back, right in front of the goal. Something that absolutely terrifies all the adults with young kids. Don't play it in the middle! But it was the correct thing to do. It was the right pass. Luckily, it worked, and I say luckily is because as much as it was going through my head at the time that it was the right play and that we're going to have to give up goals doing things like that for them to learn and to understand what is correct, I cannot honestly say that my, I might not have screamed, don't play it in the middle if that pass had not worked out and the other team got it and scored, and that's the problem. We as adults need to work on that. Parents, you need to support the coaches in this. Stop screaming, kick the ball, get it away, and all that other stuff that takes away from what the kids are trying to do. I mean, if every time they get the ball and they're in trouble, you're screaming, kick it away. They're never going to do anything creative, are they? And so just because a mistake might look awful in the moment, it's a moment. It's a moment on a long road. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's not a great thing for the players' long-term development to realize, I tried something. It didn't work. The world didn't end, okay? I can work on it in practice and eventually be able to do it in a a game. We are supposed to be developing great players, right? The the idea of development, if you're talking about an actual career path in soccer and talking about playing in college and maybe playing in the pros and playing in the, the national team that can eventually compete for a World Cup, right? We need to develop those great players. It's not the same thing as developing a great youth team for winning at a young age. And so we need to develop creative, risk-taking players that are unpredictable, that are willing to try new things, that have a comfort on the ball, not boring, predictable, one-touch passers who can't do anything with the ball if they're forced to take more than a couple touches. Uh, I saw this in high school recently with with, uh, one of my girls, who's my, my most creative, dynamic 1v1 player. Watching her on her high school team getting screamed at every time she took more than two touches to get rid of the ball. It's ridiculous. How about Spain in the World Cup and their loss to Russia? Spain, yes, Spain's a world-class team. Possession, it's great. It's, they didn't have anybody who could break down Russia's disciplined defense. They could, All they could do was pass back and around, back and around. They had no 1v1 player that could challenge Russia with the ball, beat a player and have Russia need to play two and three players to the ball, which then opens up spaces for other teams, and now you're truly attacking. Russia did not get out of their block because Spain could not force them to do so off the dribble. They had no creative 1v1 player. Americans don't have that. We've never had a true creative 1v1 player, and that's not a knock on your Landon Donovan's or your Clint Dempsey's. They're fantastic players. Clint was Clint's pretty creative. He's willing to try any anything. So maybe we've had one, but not truly world-class, not not the type of player you're talking about that's going to lead a national team deep into a World Cup. And you never will if the players are afraid to make mistakes when they're 9, 10, 11 years old. They're never going to develop the creativity they need. They're never going to develop the decision-making they need if we don't allow them to be creative, if we don't allow them to make mistakes, if we don't allow them to play games and make their own decisions. Yes, we have to teach them the concepts. We have to teach them the principles. But we have to get away from, the pass has to go from this player to that player to that player in a specific order, in a specific place on the field, because that's how we do it. We've got to stop doing that. We've got to stop calling um, 1v1 players selfish ball hoggers, because that's not necessarily the case. We need them to develop those skills. Then we can take that and, and explain and teach how you can be a good 1v1 player that helps the entire team. When a 1v1 player can beat one or two players off the dribble, it doesn't mean they're always dribbling the goal and shooting. You've now created chaos amongst that defense. You've broken them down. They can't be disciplined because they have to send players to the ball. That opens up spaces for runs for other players to make. Go check. Go to YouTube. Check out some of the passes, passes uh, Messi has made in his career. Unbelievable. Okay, so we've got to get away from what we've done to these kids. We've conditioned them to fear mistakes. We've got to encourage them to play on their own. There's where you're going to get some some creativity. Get the kids out knocking the ball around with each other, playing 1v1, playing 2v2, without adults, without coaches. Coaches, encourage your players to make a move with the ball. Now, this specifically 1v1, but if you can get them to start Trying moves in 1v1, that can carry over into all their other decision-making and all their other creativity. Force them to say, look, when you get a ball, whatever you're doing, and, and a, have some time with small-sided games, 2v2, 3v3, and say, hey, when you get the ball, you must make some type of 1v1 move. You know, scissor, step over. You can even just give them a couple, okay? Scissor, step over, lunge fake, you know, uh, cruyff if they're, if they're old enough and, and skilled enough to do it, whatever it is say they can't get rid of the ball till they do. So they're also going to work on shielding, keeping control of the ball in tight space is also important. One thing, uh, this is a quote from uh, Morgan Andrews, and someone sent this to me, I can't remember who, but it was, the thing about soccer is that it's a creative sport. You don't have to stick to one play. You don't have to stick to passing it to one person. You can do what you want with the ball and do what you want with your passes. That's why I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the creativity. So very true. Soccer is the ultimate team sport that is a player sport, right? You have halftime. That's it. You have no timeouts. You have no stoppages. The rare times when you ask for 10 yards or there's an injury, you get a second whistle. But free kicks, throw-ins, whatever it is, the game never stops. So it's all about the players. You know, even again, in the simple act of, uh, I'll I'll wrap it up with this, in the simple act of uh, beating a player 1v1 endless number of ways to manipulate the ball right move the defender and blow by them players aren't going to do that if they're afraid to make mistakes or are constantly told to get rid of the ball or they're yelled at for being a ball hog when they try and beat a player 1v1 okay so hopefully you take something of this with it, parents listening get your kid out in the yard knock um getting touches on the ball just manipulating the ball with all parts of their feet so they can get comfortable with it in america i think that the great the story i use for, for parents to and coaches to understand this, that we need to get our kids doing is you know the great basketball players your magic johnsons and so forth always you always hear that story about when they were growing up they always they were bouncing dribbling the ball everywhere right always bouncing the basketball always had the basketball with them that in itself didn't make them a great player but it got them very very comfortable with the ball so they weren't worrying about their dribbling when they were out on the court right their head was up they were able to develop their vision and see things because they had a comfort level with the ball and that's what we need to get with our soccer players too Because then moves just happen. You know, on on the female side in America, you know, look, watch Tobin Heath. Incredibly fun player to watch. She's incredibly creative with the ball. She's also very comfortable with the ball on her feet. Not a selfish player, but she's going to get wide. She's going to challenge players 1v1. You'll see another defender come over and have to worry about being in a support position even a little closer than normal. And that opens things up for teammates, okay? So please, in closing, in case you haven't gotten it yet, Encourage your creativity in your players. Allow them to try new things. It's the only way, making mistakes, it's the only way they're going to get better. Oh, before I forget, one thing I did want to add because someone had actually brought this up to me. They were all upset that I said to encourage mistakes. We should never encourage mistakes. Obviously, I don't mean it that way. Maybe a more accurate way of saying it is in- encourage them to try new things and let them know that it's okay to make a mistake. The only way they're going to get better is by making mistakes. Nobody does anything the first time perfectly when they're trying something new. So let them know that there aren't going to be negative consequences when they go and try and scissor scissor in practice for the first time or what have you. And uh, that wraps it up for this podcast of the Soccer Specialist. Please check out uh, all our podcasts on com forward slash podcast you can subscribe there, listen to other episodes. Also, there's a uh, for your player or if your players li- players are listening for you, you can uh, grab a copy of some foot skill videos that I put together and workouts so that you could do to improve uh, your ball control. And that wraps it up for uh, this issue of the Soccer Specialist podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.